Children, the podcast hosted by Dustin and Callie. Follow us on social media on Twitter at Married underscore Show, Facebook Married with Children Show, on Instagram Married with Children Show, or reach out to us in an email Married with Children Show at gmail.com. We're always looking for guests and sponsors. If you have a name of a guest that would be an interesting interview on the Married with Children Show, please send that information to us through social media or straight to our email address. Also, if you have a small business that you'd be interested in being a sponsor on the show, please reach out to us through an email so that we can work out a way that best suits you and our listeners. Also, if you like the podcast, be willing to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Welcome back to Married with Children, the podcast. We have, uh, for the first time, a full room here in the podcast studio, APR Studios. Um, we're going to kind of do a special Mother's Day episode, a shout out to mothers everywhere. Um, but before we do that, I do want to talk about one thing, and it's a uh, GoFundMe page. And if you go look at the guys from SmugCast, who I can't say enough about what Aaron and uh, BJ have done for us, but BJ's stepfather, Stephen, has uh, had a stroke recently. And unfortunately, there's a lot of medical bills there. He's still in the hospital. And Smugcast actually did a, a potathon um, a couple weeks ago to try and raise money. So go look those guys up. You know, go to the uh, Smugcast Twitter page, Smugcast Facebook page, or Aaron Powell or BJ Robbins. Go to their pages and look up that GoFundMe. Uh, Married with Children has made a donation. Um, and I'm not saying that to get a, a pat on the back. I'm saying that because, guys, go help this family out. And I know a lot of our listeners are local to the uh, Jackson, Scott, Jennings County area. Um, BJ's stepfather is from Seymour. He's a Seymour guy. Um, and, you know, this tragedy kind of hit out of nowhere. And, and I can't say enough about what they've done for us to help us get in the, the, the podcast realm. And, you know, if you got an opportunity, if you got, you know, five, 10, 15 bucks, you know, that buys a gas card that gets them a trip to Indianapolis and back or a meal, uh, throw what you can at them, but definitely go check out that GoFundMe page. And we want to support our brothers at Smugcast. Yeah, I definitely wanted to, um, you know, kind of say something about that here before we got into anything, just because they have been, very helpful it's more to you getting started with the podcast and everything and so uh definitely wanted to kind of help them out a little bit they help me make you sound beautiful <laughs> yeah yeah that's what it it's nothing with me i guess <laughs> well i mean it, it their help makes you sound as beautiful as you look oh thanks there you go <laughs> happy mother's day yeah <laughs> so i, I kind of want to introduce the table here and uh first and foremost i have with me as always um the better half of myself which is callie and callie happy mother's day yeah thank you and we're going to get into it's a double mother's day for you um, we're going to get into kind of the craziness that happened for... Uh, right. We've had kind of a crazy week or so. Yeah. The reason weeks. the reason why we didn't uh, release an episode last week, so we'll, we'll kind of come on that. But very, very exciting for me, 
Um, today we also have my mother in studio. Hello. <laughs> so I'm really excited to have mom here on Mother's Day. Which she has made a uh, an appearance on Married uh, with Children yeah. before on, on a podcast. Yeah. Yes. On yes. the derailed episode. Is that the one it was? I yeah. was phoned and yeah. asked um, some questions. Didn't realize that I was on the podcast. Yeah. yeah it, I'm it was, glad to be here. It was more of a surprise. Yes. Very surprised that yes. time. So we're hoping this one is not named derailed. Um, we're <laughs> hoping this one goes a lot better. Uh, but also, uh, the first time we have a full table here, we have my sister, uh, Little D. Hi, everybody. And also her husband, my brother-in-law, um, Andrew. Hello, everybody. So we have a full table today, and uh, we're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of dedicate this one to mothers. Um, Danielle, I know you're not a mother yet. She's but. a mother to cats, dogs, and tortoises. Yes, so fur and shells. <laughs> yeah, and some fins. She has an aquarium. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I forgot about that. Fur, she has an aquarium. Shells and, and fins. fins. They don't yes. have that on a t shirt or a card, though. <laughs> Hallmark needs to up their game. I agree. What, now, let me ask what, is it the, the, I'm assuming they have the fur. They have the fur. Do they, do? Have, do they have mm-hmm. the shells or fi- which one are they missing? Well, they, they're they missing have, the two oddballs. I have bought her fur mom. Mother's Day cards. Right. But they have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cards. I mean, you can <laughs> come fair. there. That's really so fair. So that's the shells. And then just Finding Nemo. Scratch them out. <laughs> so we got actually... So maybe you just I, have to buy three cards. So my husband and fur chilled toward children didn't <laughs> step up their game. So Hallmark so, is okay. So I'm going to make a apologize to Hallmark right now. If, if anybody needs anything like that... I've got some PowerPoint skills. The Etsy shop will be open <laughs> by next Mother's Day. <laughs> there you go. And, I mean, could we maybe add a reptile to it before next year? I mean, like a, I mean, like a, some scaly? Well, we're actually thinking about getting a lizard. Uh, are you really? Well, yeah. Well, I, we can't get our aquarium to clear up. It's very green. So we think just empty the water and get something new. So what happens to the fins? Well, we did have to actually. We had uh, Squishy, the placostomus, and they said he was the issue. And I thought that Petco was telling me to go ahead and... Uh, flush him but they actually will adopt them so you just take them in in the bag and they take them to a new family that can uh handle the child so we that's now... a good fin mom yeah so, so have you done so that you or you're going it. to do that we no just... we, we returned him we, returned we took him. him back well they said they adopted him so yeah we took him yesterday so really ba- so basically let's just be honest here you took him back for Petco to flush him later in their public toilet. They put him in the goldfish tank. I think he'll be there for a while, but I don't know if he'll get adopted out. I'll so, check on him. So has your has your tank cleared up any? Not at all. Have that you, would I be mean, a negative. Mm-hmm. What do we think the problem is? Because we were actually talking about having of getting a aquarium. a fish tank at an aquarium for Alan because how much he likes those. Well, you know, the lady told us that she. We were doing everything right, and then other people would come up to us in the store that worked there, and they would again say, you're doing everything right. So we obviously are doing everything right. Right. That's what we hear about parenting, (laughs) too, is that you're doing everything right, but we don't question it, so just go with it. But the pH balance is off the chart, and uh, 
just start over, they said, which seems like a lot of work for the Finns, but yeah. you got to do what you got to do as a parent. We really just decided to sell the one child back. Um, I didn't really know that was an I mean, is that an option for it like so a person? You, like, yeah, so if, this new, if the new one that I, you know, I'm like, well, eh, I we don't had like. to give him back. We didn't get any monetary compensation. Mm. No, we did not. So uh, is there a chance we could sell back the new one we just got? That's what I just, that's what I'm thinking. Absolutely I mean, Absolutely like, not. <laughs> well, why would you want to get rid of the new one? When you can remold him, learn from all the previous experiences and shape them better. Because the old one is so much fun and he's a daddy's boy, so I'm, I'm he's locked pot- in. He's already potty trained, so we can check that, one off, check that one off the list. He likes to do podcasts. I mean, he's really hit every, every check mark for us. Yeah. For you. <laughs> Very true, but... But it's a good lead-in because we were going to talk about number two, and obviously we didn't have um, a chance to do an episode last week. Uh, you shot me down on the one of uh, bringing the portable recorder into the uh, cesarean. Well, I didn't. I didn't think that it was appropriate to do that, like in the actual, like when I was getting my C- the C-section. However, I mean, like I said, we could do it, like in the hospital. I mean. I mean, I was just chilling there for like five days. I didn't yeah, do anything. Yeah, it was anything. a long time. Yeah, I seriously just laid there for a long time. Watch a lot of TV. And we didn't even find out about the on-demand movies until like the last the day very, we were there. Yeah, the last night. So, you know, but there was some excitement. Um, very similar to the same excitement we had with our first son, with Alan. Um, but as I announced last week, uh, Alexander Philip Roller was brought into the world last Friday night. Right. Uh, May 4th at 9.20 p.m. Uh, he was a, a tiny human, as I said, a miniature <laughs> human being at uh, four pounds, six ounces. But everything went well. Mom is feeling well. Yeah. Alexander is home. We're all home right now doing very, very well. And uh, it was uh, an eventful but but successful yeah. run. Yeah. And I would say, I i mean, I don't know, maybe it's because we knew a little bit more what to expect, but I, I thought it was less eventful than the first time, for the most part. I mean, I don't know. Well, I think we had an idea that we might end up in Indianapolis. Yeah. And I mean, I obviously, whenever I went to the doctor that day, I told you, I'm like, yeah, I don't really know. This probably isn't very good. I, I did have the expectations of going home um, at some point, like before the baby, um, but... I, that obviously didn't happen. I was just hoping I could at least come home. I didn't think I was going back to work. The first time I still had the expectation that I was coming home and going back to work for a few more days. That didn't happen. So this time, maybe it's because I lowered my expectations. I don't know. I knew I wasn't going to work uh, or anything. But um, yeah, so I mean, it still didn't work as as what we had thought. But like I said, it be was honest, better. Lowering your expectations has seemed to be successful in your entire <laughs> life because... You went out on one date with me, wanted nothing to do with me, <laughs> then lowered your expectations, came back to me, and found the man of your dreams. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's how it works. So really, lowering, <laughs> lowering your expectations has worked out better. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, look at what you have. I know. And now we have a podcast. <laughs> like I told you, I mean, if you know, you want three children, I want two. We've talked about it on the podcast before, and... You know, my fear is if something would happen to you with the complications we've had, I mean, really, what kind of Match.com profile do I have? You know, widowed father of three, living in a barn next to his in-laws, overweight, balding, lots of baggage, looking for a woman to carry baggage. 
um, enjoys long walks with my children, um, parent-teacher conferences, and podcasts. I mean, I can't imagine how much the inbox would be flooded it with. Be. It It really just sounds to me like you need a better marketing scheme. <laughs> smooth find... talker, smooth-headed. Smooth you say overweight. <laughs> Lots to love. <laughs> I like it. I like I, it. It just sounds like you need a marketing campaign. Yeah. I think I think I found my guy right here. I think here. you're right. I like All right, it. Let's have three. I've, I'm good with the marketing campaign now. Andrew can spin it to where it sounds better than it may be. And if she's rich, I get a cut. <laughs> I'm okay with that. If if she's, I mean, especially if she's like you know, golden girls on her deathbed, you know, <laughs> and no age, quick and easy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we can move on to the inheritance. Heck, now you may want to have like four or five kids. Just yeah, no, because then you got to split that inheritance that much more. Oh. Very true. No. He's thinking a lot. Yeah, he is. So you know, it is Mother's Day, and we do have my mother on the podcast. Um, and mom, I want to ask you straight up. You know, what was as we <laughs> as we talk about. Parenting in the face. I wish we would have been on Facebook Live. Um, but but as we talk you never about know what questions coming here. Parenting and raising kids. What do you think was the most gratifying part of raising your two kids? And again, I know that you know Danielle was somewhat of a disappointment, and obviously myself has been nothing but success and overwhelming um gratitude and and so what was the most gratifying part of raising your children well i would say that um that the two of you love each other i know that you do (laughs) and that's something that i always pushed (laughs) that you would love each other again it's too bad Um, we're not on facebook live right now gratified the gratifying i i would say that you both chose careers that you were out there to help other help others and and um you were you, you both have been successful and that's really that was really important to me that you two had um you know succeeded i mean in whatever you wanted to do it didn't matter if you made a lot of money or didn't make any money it didn't matter to me what you did as long as you were happy in what you were doing and i think you both have found that and that's very gratifying to me well that's yes. awesome because i chose between education <laughs> and, and <being>. panhandling <laughs> and i i was really struggling with which one to go with and i went with education i feel like it's worked out pretty well but i i never got into panhandling enough to know if that would have maybe been the better <laughs> well, situation you know you you could try it but i think you're better off where you're at yeah i agree and <laughs> And I and I I tease Danielle, but Danielle is very successful. Um, she was not uh, the failure that I let her out to be. Um, she does have a job, mm-hmm. yes. and has held a job yes. for quite some time. So I mean, right? She's a barista at at uh, Starbucks. Yeah, she makes a mean chai tea. Uh-huh. Um, Do you know how to make a chai tea? No. <laughs> I apologize. She's just in charge of the whipped cream on top of things. Okay. You can do whipped cream? Yes, I can do that. And, and I can make the little designs. Really? I mean, I mean, it's got the little hole. You just got to stick the little... You think it's easy. You try and do it. I guess so. Exactly. It's taken years of practice for her. No, I tease. Uh, Daniel, tell us a little bit about yourself. What you, what you have done. Because I know a lot of people on the podcast know what I've done, but... 
you do have a, a, a very diverse background. You got the opportunity to go to Butler University uh, when they were god-awful at basketball, yeah, but you survived, yeah. you survived that hard time of it basketball. It was that, that span of a couple of years. That. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you only got to go to two national championship games during your four years. It was a disappointment. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, how do you not go four for four? Hard to be not, you know, try to be proud to be a bulldog, and it's, it's tough, you know? <laughs> it's tough work. But, uh, no, I luckily got to go to Butler for my undergrad for communication sciences and disorders and then went to indiana university for speech pathology and uh got to work in indy for a while with children with autism and uh now i'm in columbus at the schools and also uh get to do some first steps with the young kids and work at the nursing home so i like to span the ages as much as i can and stay on my toes and danielle was lucky enough during some of that stint there uh to live with us for oh, a few yes. months i you know i just it's hard to not talk about that how wonderful it was <laughs> i know i don't know why how did you skip over that part of your well because timeline? i thought if i didn't mention it maybe we would forget about the bill that i was sent <laughs> yeah. So, um... yeah for christmas one year i gave her a rent bill um that has never been paid <laughs> correct not that successful yet (laughs) still waiting on that it was a little high priced for the accommodations but you know as a mother i thought that was ridiculous (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) yeah yeah you have you seen other other rentals in in jennings county indiana Uh, no i haven't but i have paid rentals for several for several times for you too (laughs) you have yes but but i had to charge i mean i had to i had to i mean she did have a great place to live she yeah. did. Yeah, she did. Yeah, the only <laughs> downside was she made dinner at 5 o'clock every day. <laughs> Callie, that's not when you have dinner. <laughs> no, no, Callie and I, if it's if it's 8, that's yeah, when we like, right. oh, we probably should start dinner. <laughs> Danielle was, she was 5 o'clock on the dot, on the on the table. And, it, was, and, it was like, I mean, we definitely had to be there and get our yeah. dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she was and, on it. I give her props for that. No, and no disrespect because <laughs> she always made sure that dinner was made and she was awesome about it. And she <laughs> she shopped and she took good care of us. And it was really, really cool. But but she definitely, she was much earlier. And you have admitted you're somewhat of an 80-year-old lady. 80, 90. Yeah, somewhere right <laughs> around there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so the early bird special was when most of our meals were made. And at this point, Callie and I were both coaching. So, like, 5 o'clock was like, we just got the day started. <laughs> and you'd come home, and Danielle's like, I made dinner earlier. <laughs> it's it's on the stove. I wanted you to be on my schedule. Yeah. Yes. I mean, by the time you guys were getting home and ready to settle down, I was in bed. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, yeah we never really crossed paths in the entire time you lived with us. No, I got to see Callie a little bit more than you, but sometimes it was a wave or I saw you get your coffee in the morning yeah. as we walked out the door. But yeah. honestly, I didn't see you much. So <laughs> no, no, we lived in the same home, a two bedroom, one say, bathroom not a home, big one. and never saw each other. <laughs> it was lovely it was it was it was a lovely time right <laughs> so then mom i'm gonna throw back to you here a little bit you know you said what was the most gratifying thing was to see that we both found jobs that we have passion in and they're both in the education industry and working with kids and and i think a lot of that and i think daniel would agree comes from you and what we uh saw growing up in your passion for for kids and helping people um but what what would you say and and you know danielle recently married um probably having planning on having children in the next five to ten years i hope sooner (laughs) 
going to depend on how the fins do. Yeah. Yeah, because Sherry's thinking like five to ten months. We've managed, <laughs> we've managed to keep a dog alive for about four years. I you think added you're a ready. Cat. You added a we cat. We did add a cat. <laughs> However, they're reasonably self-sufficient. Fish are totally reliable, and so far we've... We failed. Yeah. <laughs> well, a well, good idea is we've already gotten rid of, of one, so we'll see how that. The instead rest of, of purchasing a crib, just drain the the fish tank, put the baby in the fish tank. It's kind of like a bassinet. A really great idea, actually. So now I think we might be ready sooner with yes. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> so, but you know, obviously, I have an extra pack and play <laughs> and a bottle. Do you, do you know where warmers. the pack and play is? I, I know the actual, the big pack and play. I just don't. Uh, the, the accessories the, are, are yeah, lost. The uh, inside joke there is obviously uh, with us just having Alex. I have the pack and play from when I had Alan. Um, and like there's a bassinet and uh, changing, uh, changing table. Yeah, changing table that goes in the pack and play like for when they're like a week old like what alex is well um i can't find all of those accessories and so dustin went out and bought me a new pack and play so i do have a a, just the regular pack and play for like you know i mean not all the accessories with it the other thing is too is um i didn't know that i had a bottle warmer from no you said we threw it away i thought we did i really thought we did and so then dustin goes and gets on amazon and buys me and well sherry finds a bottle warmer when she's in here getting everything ready for me Uh, and then we didn't know it dustin ordered a bottle warmer off amazon well he was home and i was up with alex well i was sitting there and i ordered a bottle warmer so we currently have three bottle warmers and you obviously really don't need that many but in your defense this house is under construction. You're <laughs> trying to finish it. Yeah. So that it's, it's, it, it, all it, of it's in the storage area up there somewhere. So you'll find it for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? So I have some accessories if it is five to 10 months. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I do want to say this. So mom, what, what do you think, you know, you've, you've been a parent, you've raised two children, um, one at a very youthful looking 33, <laughs> And the other at a aging twenty nine. Um, <laughs> you're such al- a great brother. <laughs> you're almost thirty. I mean, I have to be honest. Well, you're like not 10 quite half away. Yeah, or like yeah. seven, eight. I would just like months. to say that I am in the same boat as Dustin. I'm younger than my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and it's the best thing Are you, you could 28? have ever done. I am. Yes. So you're like a full year younger. Yes, though. I, I have. Yeah, I have your husband's difference. Yeah, beat. but the thing is, is Dustin only gets to talk smack for like four months. You I was at least born have in like 1985. You were born in 1984. That's two totally separate years. Yeah, but still only a few months apart. So, but what I want to ask, Mom, is what do you think the most challenging part of raising children was? Oh, the most challenging part? Yeah. I know what my answer would be for her. <laughs> Me? Well, yeah. Um, well, you, you know, they, they say that, um, you know, when, when, when you first have children, it's, it's challenging because, you know, you, it's a new thing and everything. But I think I really rolled into that really well. Um, I think when you guys got older, it became really hectic. Um <laughs> It's just a, I would say when Dustin got older. Yeah, it was, you know, it, it was, but uh, the most challenging thing I would say would have been the junior high years, probably, 
to try to get you guys set to go on, but, uh, you know, to go on with life. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to pick on you, but you were a little more of a challenge than your sister was. Um, I think she. (laughs) I think she. That's because you didn't have experience. Right. Oh, it's I, a it's a first child problem. I I suffered the same issue. Yeah, uh, it's called test child syndrome. <laughs> okay, thank there you. you. There you go. Again, okay. Andrew is winning points. I mean, it. If I I should have actually the uh, the soundboard pulled up because it would just be cha ching cha ching cha ching. Yeah. Ah, look at him. You know, really, life goes by so fast. You know, we we. Um, it's hard for me to believe that Alan's four years old. You know, I'm like I've been a grandparent. You know, a grandma for. Four years or a mammal that's what he calls me but um you know you kids were easy really i mean i i we do tease about you i mean you you know but you you both were very um i mean we were very blessed i mean because your dad and i were very blessed because you both were very good kids i mean she's yeah. obviously having a little bit of memory problems i think so <laughs> memory loss the age is getting there i guess i don't know we were both very easy to raise she's being nice on the podcast yeah, i think then- well we had, um, I mean, I, I, I don't know how to say this. I, we had a different um, relationship as parents and children. I mean, we let you kids experience a lot of things. And, um, you know, we just, <laughs> I, I mean, you, you both were, you know. What you're trying to say is I pushed the line. You did. You did. Yes, Danielle did. stayed far away from She the was, I've always said, golden. Because she was, she was. But she, I do she, have to say, as much as I'm hard on my brother, that I would say the reason I stayed so far away from the line. <laughs> you is, saw what mom did I when saw you pushed. What, yeah, what happened I saw when you what crossed? happened when he crossed the line. <laughs> it seemed easier to stay back. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and I've heard stories of when Danielle's friends would come over and say, "Hey, let's go out." Dustin and his friends would say, "Nope, you're yeah. not going out with them. You're going to stay home and make us brownies." Yes. And that was that's how it was at our house. We our oh. house was a home that children were welcome in and they were safe and you know that's it was. It <laughs> and was, if your friends needed brownies, your little sister was not allowed to go yeah, anywhere. Yeah, she was sister yeah, made Hundred percent. I mean, I, <laughs> I think I messed up knowing this now because well, my little sister never made me anything. That's <laughs> still to this day. I mean, if I call her and we need brownies, I mean the uh, expectation is brownies happen. Well, I mean, we're getting ready to. Uh, we're going to have a Mother's Day meal here. And Dustin told her, hey, you can bring something over like uh, buffalo chicken dip. And look what she brought. <laughs> buffalo chicken dip. Yeah. Okay. So nothing has If changed. someone goes out of the way to say, like such and such, that's usually a good indicator that I would just like you to bring. And they're politely asking. <laughs> or whatever asking. you want. <laughs> but let me explain something. The training happened early. I do think. It and that's happened. the other part my mom's not being honest with. You know, she says Danielle was so much easier to raise than me. I helped raise Danielle. I trained her to be the yes, proper child. You and your friends. Yes. You did. Yes. Yes. You, you showed brought... her what not to do. Exactly. That hey, hey don't, don't hate on the example. <laughs> yeah. I was there. My sister, very much like Danielle, would be the one who would cry and and stop the argument where <laughs> I kept going because I have an insatiable need to be right. And oh my goodness! We have another one in in the room like that. But uh, I mean, don't don't hate on the example, Callie. Just because <laughs> you weren't cool enough, I guess that's to it. be the example child. 
Uh, she is the oldest. <laughs> she is, but I think she really but I failed stayed, but at I the stayed example. On the, I stayed on the line. I think that's the difference. Is I stayed on the line. Uh, as on the, the line? No, you stayed okay. 37 okay, feet I from stayed, the line. You've never even seen the where the line is. Fair enough. I stayed away from the line. And then that's when I think... It, like me and my sister switched roles because I think my sister saw that I stayed away from the line and then was like, I'm going to try and cross it and see how far it gets me. <laughs> the roles Which, in your family was just a little reversed yeah. is what it was there. <laughs> Which the line is a good place to live. Because if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. Exactly. Uh-huh. I was getting ready to say the same thing. <laughs> Absolutely. So you got to go see where the edge is at. Yeah. And you got to push it. And, and like I said, I, I think I even said this in one of my interviews for the principal's job that I just took. I had a lot of experience prior to going to college for education because I had spent time in the principal's office. (laughs) So I had experience from that side as well as being on the side of being the principal. So I I think I'm as well-rounded as you can get. I do think that is to your advantage in the role you're in currently. (laughs) I totally agree. When you became the dean of students a couple years ago, I thought... You I've been be there. Excellent. I've excellent been, at that job. I've been called to the discipline office. You've, you've heard think, all of the excuses. But I think all of us can say how... I think how, he's given all of the excuses. Yeah, that, yeah. no, you're right. <laughs> Thank times. you for clarifying. I think yes. all of us can say how we have challenged our parents. Um, you know, maybe not Callie. Maybe she's saying that Danielle really didn't challenge us much. But <laughs> I, was, I, know, I believe I was a challenge to my mother, to your grandmother. I, I believe that. Oh, I get it honest. Yes. I'm not even going to say <laughs> yes. that whatsoever. And so does your father that's sitting over here that didn't want to join in. Yeah, the father didn't want to be on the <laughs> mic. But I can tell you right now, I know exactly. The oddball is not me. No, not at all. The we would, oddball is Danielle. Yes, we would look at Danielle and wonder where she came from. Right. <laughs> Yes, uh, I I had two black sheep as parents, and they produce one black sheep and one white sheep, yeah. <laughs> and it just so happens I'm also the black sheep. Yes. But I had I never had any any questioning where I came from. But but actually, which again brings back to who Danielle's father is and where she came from. <laughs> Because she is adopted, correct? No, 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 no. I, I, I just want to say one thing before we get on that topic. Because <laughs> we're talking about the black sheep. I just want to say that, you know, uh, to all of my sisters out there, if you're listening, um, I believe that I was the uh, best of the girls that my mother raised out of Wow. Four. Going think, for no, it. That's I don't, it. No, no, throwing no, that I, don't out know, there. I don't know if I'll say best. I, I gave her less grief. Then, um, so you're going to say you were more of a gray sheep than a black sheep? I think so. I think so. <laughs> so you're, mom the doesn't others were, believe the in, others were all black sheep. Um, mom doesn't believe in black and white. She believes in <laughs> shades of gray. Well, you know, Chris might be listening to this, so I'm not going to say a whole lot. But um, I think I probably gave her less grief than any of the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go with that. But I could probably still be a black sheep. Yeah, I could probably be one. A, Just a, a lighter, lighter, a lighter shade. Yeah, charcoal, <laughs> charcoal, faded. <laughs> Isn't that a little lighter than black? <laughs> Typically, is. charcoal is an indication of how black something is, and it's usually on the darker side. Oh well, you know. <laughs> I do want to ask this. Oh, about about Danielle's dad. <laughs> no, he's sitting over there in the chair. No, actually, he lived underneath our pool. Yes, um, yes, yes. When we lived in Illinois and had yes. an in-ground pool, yes. mm-hmm. I convinced Danielle that her her father actually lived in the drain. Yes, but Danielle wasn't old enough to swim down right. deep she enough. She had armies. Yeah, she couldn't. I was. 
three. <laughs> yeah, I realize this. <laughs> that wasn't the only thing that you tricked me on. At I like that the age. I like the uh, video game, the getting in the screen or yeah, whatever. His what best was that? Childhood friend would say that because I had an earlier bedtime. That once I went to bed, they got to actually go in the Mario game, video game and be a part of the game. Uh, he also convinced me that if I kissed the worm, it would turn into a prince, which I guess uh, I do now have a husband, so maybe the worm turned into a prince. But uh, oh, that's he was a really good thought. Well, let's try to make something positive out of all the things that he tortured <laughs> me with as a small child. Yeah, yeah, he, he was definitely <laughs> he. You know, he 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 did love you though. In his own unique way. I mean, some of his greatest advice was, put your feet down. <laughs> yes. I, I, in, in retrospect, if you really oh, look back, yes. plant your feet and yes. stand up. Yes. That, that was when she rode her bike into the pond. Yes. As the, a mother. The two that. foot deep pond. Well, it was just in the cove. The pond was deeper than that. Yes. She was just sitting in the cove. She thought she was in deeper water. I did. Yes. So <laughs> the bike not going down should have been an the indicator. The fact that the father and brother did nothing but laugh, and the mother <laughs> ran down from the house and saved me indicates why we are celebrating Correct. mothers today. Yes, <laughs> you know I agree. At church this morning, they talked about mothers that care, mothers that help. So yes, I believe that you know I was the mother that was there to um, save you in the two foot of water. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Oh, that yeah, we could probably go on on multiple stories that uh, Dustin has told you or uh, any of those because that's he had some good ones. That's for yes. sure. He was very convincing. That is a skill that he has. So and he still does. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the scary. I part. fully believe that if you say something with enough conviction, it has to be true. And anyone who doesn't believe you is just saying you're so a you're liar. saying that it has to be true that my real father is still <laughs> the bottom the of the, the bottom of the pool i mean if your brother said it with enough conviction i might believe him i don't think the pool is even still there so well, it he's, is still there but, it's now. See, but he's <laughs> under the pool which yeah, is under the concrete it's filled in now so yeah. um, it's gonna be a lot harder to talk to him yeah. that is gonna be <laughs> if you want to talk to your dad he's sitting over there rocking the new baby in the family alex so <laughs> That really is your dad. I'm finally going to tell you that. Your brother is wrong. Wow. I have no words for that. I've never heard your brother is wrong. Well, and you won't hear him admit that he yeah, is wrong. I was going to say. That's a, that's no, let's the, move the on thing. to the time you kissed the earthworm. I, oh. I mentioned it, and we, I did yeah, say that, yeah. uh, you know, you told me it would turn into a prince like a frog, and I am married now, so. Look at what I'm, it got you. I mean, I'm a lucky gal. Lucky. So still haven't, but we still still haven't been able to get in and play the Mario game in the screen yet. But maybe we'll be able to do that one day. Well, none of us have just invested the money. Dustin was ahead of his time. Virtual reality games are huge now. Absolutely. And if he had just been another ten years older, I mean, we'd be doing podcasts on golden chairs. I know. Maybe you could have invented that. We would be rich. Possibly. Yes, if you would have supported your son in his in his crazy scheme at the time, in full, we could I have be a supported, lot richer. I have supported this boy through a lot, <laughs> but I don't know if I would have fallen for that one back then. That's yeah. true. Yeah, maybe you should have. Yeah, I should have. Maybe. Yeah. I want to bring up um, obviously being Mother's Day weekend. We bought uh, our mother, who's on the podcast with us, Danielle, mm-hmm. a. Very nice Mother's Day gift. Yes, you did. And I want to talk about the major gift we bought. And that being, she got a new Echo Show. Oh, I thought you were going with the button. 
<laughs> well, the button was great. I bought her a great card that said, my son is number one, that included a wearable button that she wore. Um, she doesn't have it on today. Disappointing. It's in my purse. I'll get it. Thank you. She doesn't want to show favoritism. That's correct. But it's obvious. <laughs> as to you. you said with to your, you, it is. As you said with your sisters, that it's obvious. Oh, yes. I agree. I agree. I, I was a little less. More. So, again, you agree. She agrees. Okay. That's so, moving on. Moving on. We bought mom an, an Echo Show. And this got me thinking, um, you know, because I think it's really funny to see how uh, older adults deal with technology today. Not be- very well. <laughs> because... <laughs> Because and thank goodness that Andrew has come on board to be the IT service um, that I have been able to uh, fall out of. Yeah, that Yeah, you've slipped out of that. He fixed the water softener at our house yesterday, also. Yes, um, because well, it's digital. Like it, you had yes. to program. Oh, I know. It's yes. like okay. it's like the flashing twelve. <laughs> it wasn't just like fix it. It was like I tried and I had it so messed up. Yes. Yeah, I it's pushed like, buttons. Let's not over over exaggerate. Well, I fixing. couldn't do it. It's like the flashing twelve o'clock VCR screen. <laughs> I mean, let's <laughs> let's be honest. Um, or it's like the car uh, clock, the clock in your car that you can't set for the uh, daylight savings time, which I believe is you, Danielle. I like to have it a few minutes off and a couple hours off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps me on my toes. <laughs> is your clock still set for fallback? Absolutely. <laughs> Unless I changed it. I'm not remembering right now. <laughs> we'll get an update. The legal phrase is, I do not recollect. <laughs> so, oh, that's awesome. But, you know, it got me thinking. You know, we buy these things, and, and we gave mom her gift yesterday because we knew that Andrew was going to be there. He'd be able to hook it up. It's this new technology. You know, it's a voice command. It's all these kind of things. But throughout history, let's go back through history. Do you think that the same idea, because technology is not the iPhone. Technology is anything new, you know, to, to society. Do you think this has happened? Like, do you think that the guy that invented the wheel, when he handed his caveman mother a wheel, like she called him later that day or she, she found him and she's like, I put that thing on its side and it doesn't do anything. It just drags across the dirt. I don't understand why you're so excited about it. It just drags across the dirt. Like, do you think that's what happened with the, you know, I mean, or let's talk about fire. Like, yeah, I, I lit that thing up and I stuck my hand in and it's hot. I mean, I think it's always been that way. I think you're right. I think I mean, that whatever the new thing is, is what your parents going to call you to fix or your grandparent, uh, you know, they, our grandma, Granny, calls all the time. Got a question for you. And uh, it's usually something that she has broken. My or, favorite uh, is that I've gotten called on by Granny is, my iPad won't connect to my Wi-Fi. Can you help me? Granny, it- I'm 200 miles away. <laughs> I can do some real loose information. Does she actually say Wi-Fi or is it, it won't connect to my Wi-Fi? <laughs> uh, no, it is my internet, though. It is. She does not call it the Wi-Fi. My, my AOL CD won't go into my iPad. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I will give Granny credit. She does a little bit better than that, but it is marginal. <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> So, but but that got me thinking. I mean, think about all the all the technology that's come out throughout 
history. It's amazing. I mean, you got to think about the, the grandparents that had to learn this as we're looking at our own mother. Like, I mean, I mean, what do you say like the horse and buggy? Like when you first had the buggy, like, yeah, I hooked my horse up to that today and it ran off. And I don't know where the horse is or the buggy. I just like all the examples you're giving. I mean, did you do research on this? I thought about it a lot today while I mowed the yard. Is that right? Yeah, I really did. So I'm like, how are you coming up with this? Because stuff? I, no, I thought about it a lot. Because think about it. I mean, I totally well, it, understand it, your point. I just because the, mom the, will call me and she'll be like, my cell phone, it'll text. That's not how I speak. But <laughs> very southern. But when I press this button that says airplane, it won't do anything well, else. And I'm like, yeah, it's on airplane mode, mom but but i pressed that because i was hoping to go on an airplane later this year and it it now it won't do anything mom it's in airplane mode just just click the button off. i know what airplane mode is i, I, fly I, I hit that and it it's still it's not working i don't know the Wait. the favorite sherry roller technology moment that i've had so far is when my wife tries to text and call her mother and never gets an answer. And I think it's about two days have gone by. And she finally, finally somehow gets a hold of her. And she goes, Mom, why have you been ignoring me? And Sherry goes, I haven't been ignoring you. And Danielle goes, I've texted you ten times and called you three times in the last two days. And you haven't answered me at all. And she goes, well, I haven't gotten any of this. I didn't want to be disturbed. We come to find out your mother had accidentally set her own daughter on do not disturb. And was... In fact, ignoring her own daughter. Well, do we you know, believe that's an accident? I, no, I've done it to I'm you also. I'm not confident. You, it, I've but done she it doesn't to you call also. it do not disturb. She, she calls says it that the she moon. put us on the moon because there's a moon beside it. So she'll <laughs> say, I'm so back sorry to that mode. I put you on the moon today. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yes, it is the moon. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I think you have a point though, Dustin. But to, to your horse and buggy concept, I think with the <laughs> failure that we sometimes experience with our older generations and technology it creates new technology because some old guy let the horse and the buggy leave and then somebody thought well maybe i should put a brake on that that's true very true and now we have the uh like the senior citizen phone that has like two buttons oh like, yeah the jitterbug i'll like, need one of those before long <laughs> like call nine one one and call my child i mean well it, you know you talk about technology and um i remember when um the first time that you know um nan or pap or you know that's that's my in-laws or my grandmother um saw um to do facetime it was amazing to them. They're like, you can push a button on your phone and we can see the people. It, it was amazing to them. And I can't even imagine what that what that felt like. I mean, it kind of came slowly to me, but it was like a shock to them to see that people could. Whereas Alan uses it and is upset if you voice call only. Yes. He and was... he looks at the phone and says, <laughs> yeah, he's there. where's where Auntie they? D? <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this, Mom. Where did that, like, where do you feel like looking at your life? You're what, 27 years old? Um, kind of. Okay, close to Add that. 30. <laughs> wow, honesty. But <laughs> I am. But tell me, where did you feel like that technology kind of started? Because I don't feel that way. I'm 33. I, I don't... can remember exactly. When do you feel like technology started to span beyond you? I can remember exactly. And that was when my nephew Robin got a CD player. 
when and it was amazing to me and he took me downstairs and he was showing me this. i mean those are tough is you put the cd yeah, in yeah, and close but, the but, door but the amazing thing to me was was that you didn't have to pick up the needle and set it on the line or to, fast to forward the in the tape yes and it was like i was like that is true. you can just pick you know like one through 12 and it plays i was like i was totally amazed by that yes Interesting. that was the that was when technology well and i guess we could go back a little further and i remember when one of my very good friends in high school she was the first one um to ever have a microwave in her house and we would go there after school because her mom worked late hours or not late hours but she wasn't there right after school and, and we you would, just put random stuff in the we microwave would blow up marshmallows <laughs> Uh, it was oh. the greatest thing ever. Sherry Roller, <laughs> renegade of high school. Yes. But, I mean, back, I mean, you know, it, we didn't have microwaves. They were, she was the first one to get a microwave. So, but the microwave and the CD player was probably, you know, I, I'm showing my age. No, but, no, no. Yes. I'm not laughing at you because I'm <laughs> laughing uh, because Andrew said the renegade. And I, it reminds me, uh, actually, a student that I had in high school uh, whose name is Riley Oaks. Um, who actually just graduated. He's engaged. Congratulations to him. But I'll never forget when I had him in, as a senior in high school, his parents went out of town for the weekend. And he kept telling me, he said, I'm going to do something big. I'm going to do something that my parents would never think I would do. And he came in the next Monday after they got back. And I'm like, he's like, I got to show you this video of what I did this weekend. And immediately I'm thinking, I don't need to see this. I'm an educator. This could be bad. But his mom had always said he could never sit on the counters in the kitchen. <laughs> so he shot a video of him jumping up and sitting on the counters to the uh, uh, video or the, the music of, dang, it feels good to be a gangster. And he jumped up, <laughs> sat on the counter for about 30 seconds, and then got down and walked away. That's all he did the entire week. I would have been a very blessed mother if that was all that happened when I went out of town. That's true. That that is very true. Your children would have also been not as exciting. That is true. No, we had we had water battles uh, with the sprayer from the kitchen and the outside hose into the kitchen. Mm -hmm. That yes. was probably a bad idea. The only reason I knew about that was because my notes that was written on marker was like running on the <laughs> refrigerator, the side of the refrigerator. I was like, why is that paper got wet and the markers are bleeding? It's like we didn't understand that yet. Yeah. Yeah, that was... We tried yeah. to cover every... I wish that you'd have been one of those that just sat on the kitchen counters. That would have been great. Maybe uh, you should have made a bigger deal out of me sitting on the kitchen counters. Um, Everybody sat on the kitchen counters at our house. Okay, so Alan can <laughs> never sit on the kitchen counters. Done deal. That's the that's the secret. That's the key to, to parenthood right there. I just there. think we're not going to let our kids sit on the couch. Like our future children can't just sit no at couch. all. Yeah, exactly. No sitting. And when we're gone, oh by God, they're just going to sit. sit on the couch. They're going to sit the entire weekend. <laughs> there you go. I think that's a smart plan. I love it. So, Mom, I'll also ask you this. You know, as you've have you seen some of these? You know, with the technology that I just brought up, and you talked about, and I think it's very interesting that you talk about the CD player and and what it allowed you to do. What do you think as we talk about, you know, parenting in the 21st century and the idea of, you know, screen time and, you know, ability to watch TV and all of these different things, what is that? What, what do you as an older grandparent now, 
What do you think that balance is? Because that's a huge debate. You get online, they should have no screen time. They should have limited screen time. They should be able to do all they want. What do you think it is? Well, you know, I I do take care of my grandson, and I have another one that I'm hopefully going to be taking care of. We haven't officially made that, I guess, but I think I'm going to. <laughs> We're bidding out uh, yeah. nurseries I got a, I, right I now. I got a feeling that I'm going to get this job, but, you know... <laughs> Papa and I have always, um, we, we have a special, we have his, he, the, the grandkids have a room, you know, and um, there I don't see anything wrong with screen time. As long as it is limited a little bit, we've set timers so that, you know, Alan didn't stay on it too long. There's a lot of educational things on, on, the, on the iPads and on the Kindle. We, he calls his blue. I'm not sure really what that is called it's a kindle okay and um you know i I think there's a lot of things there that that's educational um i still think a a child needs to go outside i mean there's times when watching a movie is a good thing when it's you're tired and you're trying to slow down but i think a child still needs to go outside and get dirty and play and and uh wreck their bike and do all those kind of fun things i think that's still that that's still the normal type of life that i feel that kids should have um myself and i think you guys do too i think you feel that they should be outside and and enjoying themselves i don't think you feel that they should be you know but you have to give your kid do you have to give them screen time because that's that's the i mean when they go to school that's what they do now they have they have that's where they do their their schoolwork and everything now as far as i understand i mean a lot of it is done on the computers and all that so you know i i think that they there's a there's a balance there you can have a balance there and they can do both Danielle, I'm going to ask you as a as someone who works with kids but doesn't have children of their own, where do you think that line is drawn? I think it's really dependent on the child. I mean, I definitely think it always needs to be limited, but I think, um, you know, we see in the schools with a lot of the younger children a very big addiction to the iPads and things where the tantrums come from and the, you know, it's like they they have a need for that because it goes so fast it does their brain responds differently to the screens than it does playing with toys and things like that so I think it's you know a parent really needs to know their child and needs to know what they need I use my iPad in my speech sessions if parents are okay with their child having screen time so I'm not against it there are educational aspects but I do think for some children it becomes an addiction for them to have that so I think you just really have to be you know, knowing your child and knowing their personality and what will work best for them. I totally agree with that. I, I believe that in our situation that Alan does have a balance. He he still wants to go outside and play. He still wants to do all those things. But I, I agree. He's I, You have to have that. You know, you can't just let them sit in front of it the whole time. I would say, though, I mean, if you look back at history, I mean, take... You know, 100 years ago, there's no such thing as the iPad, the iPhone. A lot of people weren't literate. So then you you say your child sits and reads too much, is not outside playing. I mean, is that, I think to get prepared for, for adulthood and what's going to come, I mean, children today have to almost have some amount because everything's digital and everything's moving that way. I mean, we just bought, like we said, we just bought you an, an Echo Show. And I mean, Alan can probably work it better than you can. And I totally agree with that in a way, because I remember as a, as a 
child growing up, I used to get in trouble for bringing my book to the dinner table because you say reading. That's what I did. I just, you know, that's what I did. Like Alan would want to bring his iPad or his Kindle to the table or whatever. He doesn't want to put it down. I didn't want to put my book down. Because that's what that that's what was important to me at that time in, in life was learning and reading. So yes, I agree. But it's a great point because and I've even had this with some of my kids at school. The idea that you know, when I was a kid, the big thing was do you have encyclopedias at home? And even when I was the youngest, I can remember physical encyclopedia sets that we bought that mm-hmm. were, you know, twenty seven yes. books long. Yes, right. Uh huh. But then it moved to, I can remember the encyclopedias on CD that I would put in the Windows Mm -hmm. 3.1 and be able to access information from there to the point today that that is the coolest thing about today. And And it's where I'm not negative about it. I'm excited. And where I think education has totally shifted. Education before was about facts. It was about whatever's written in this book or whatever is told to you as a fact. To where education today is about being able to understand what, to be able to counteract facts or be able to discern facts in the sense that you can find them anywhere. I can Google right now what makes a great mother and I'll find a thousand, a hundred thousand different websites that will tell me what that's going to be. How do I discern what is the best answer? And that's the coolest thing to me because... Never in my life, outside of about the last 10 years, have I been able to type into a, at any point in time on my cell phone, type in and say, what is this beetle or what is this or what is that and get an immediate answer that I'm able to. Information is at our fingertips. And I think it's really cool for kids to be able to learn those things, but be able to also understand is that information valuable? Is that correct? Is that something I should believe in? So that's where I think education has shifted from facts. What we teach you is right. You know, Christopher, Christopher Columbus sold the ocean blue in 1492, and which we also know that he didn't discover America, so we can change that now. But from that idea that we're going to teach you these facts to how do you determine what is a fact? Well, that's especially true because if you if you think every country's history book is a little different. I mean, there are still history books from East and West Germany when it was divided that said the Holocaust never happened. Well, only the winners truly write history. Correct. That's true. And that's why that's why all American history books are in fact correct no matter what. But I mean, it's it's true. Now today, like you said, you can go on and and read 18 different perspectives, but 20 years ago you were you were at the mercy of what some scholar said was accurate yes to our encyclopedias that's i mean i can remember whatever they wrote we had we had the set of encyclopedias and the child craft books and the yearbooks that came every year with the and and i remember sitting i just looked at those forever it it's kind of like alan with the new insect book that he's attached (laughs) to yeah he's he's i mean it was your book dustin when you know 30 Two thirty years ago, probably. I don't know when we actually bought those books, but he's he just loves that insect book, you know. And um, but you know, and it's like different different books that we have that were yours. It's different, but that's all we had then. And now it is amazing. I I mean, as a 
as an old person, I guess you would say. <laughs> I don't know what she was asking me about technology a while ago. It's amazing that I can just, your dad and I can just Google something, or now I can just ask Alexa, you know, or my Echo Show, I can say, you know, ask her a question. I can't believe that. I mean, if you'd have told me a few years ago that I could ask my phone a question and it would answer me, I'd be like, there's no way. Well, it's truly the Jetsons. I mean, when you yes. go back to your yes. childhood. Yes. We have truly, outside of having... We're the, just not flying in little spaceships. We're not things. flying in little spaceships <laughs> and we don't have a robot made. Yes. But when you really look at things, I mean, we have Roomba. Yes, so I was just going to say, Danielle's wanting one of those little sweepers that go around I mean, the floor and, for you. We have robot lawnmowers. I mean, we have really hit the age of the Jetsons. I mean, even years ago, we had a, a, a sweeper for the pool that you just dropped in and it cleaned it for you. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we have really hit the that The Jetsons, idea. they knew what they were talking we're about. We're not that far from that. it, though. Disregarding the latest traffic accident, Tesla has the self-driving car. Cadillac has now introduced highway hands-free driving. I'm, it's What's to say that in another five years, we don't have... We're not flying around in spaceships. We're not at least three feet off the ground now. <laughs> no, and I even I even read an article the other day that was the idea that uh, ambulance care that there's a company working on drones for especially rural areas that they could deploy drones that would load you into a gurney and fly you to the emergency room to cut down on that amount of time that it takes oh, for an my. ambulance to get there. Which again. I don't know exactly how that works because if I'm having a heart attack, I don't know how you load myself in a in a gurney. Right. But again, I'm not discrediting the idea right. because the technology has gone beyond what I ever thought it could be. Anyway, so, my my concern with that and and is the I'm I'm an overweight individual myself and I don't really want to get the 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 drone that gets called out where my weight was not listed correctly and it can't even lift <laughs> it was my your driver's license weight <laughs> yeah exactly which is not changed since i was 16 i know mine either and it's you know they base it on that now. and then well, they send out the the well, kids shame drone. on you two oh you're truthful on yours <laughs> mine says 220 <laughs> yeah i haven't seen anything north of 220 <laughs> Really? Okie dokie. That's the last time I measured. <laughs> yeah. Last time you weighed, huh? <laughs> but I think there are, I mean, obviously there's the wonderful things with technology and maybe being in the field that I am, I feel a little bit differently being in speech, but I think, you know, the instant answers, the instant gratification is great and wonderful in a lot of ways but i think a lot of our youth is losing a lot of social skills oh 100 yeah. and so i, I think i think that's where the balance comes you know we're very focused on children under the age of five and what screen time does to them but i think a lot of kids don't even know how to carry on a conversation with their peers let alone an adult you know we had to go to adults to get some of our questions answered when we didn't have google or you went and listened to your parents or grandparents stories of history and you know the the internet is a wonderful thing, but sometimes I wish that the students I work with would put it down and hold an actual conversation. Yeah. But can I ask you this, though, in my sense of, is that the idea of us losing something or is that us changing that needle? In the sense that when the only idea I had, and I understand what you're saying, is when I was on in 1800 and I was on the prairie, and I had my parents and the church we went to, and this is what they told me to believe in, that now I can research a million different religions and a million different beliefs and a million different thought processes, 
and I don't have to go and hear what is being told to me. Is that totally a negative or is that the sense that, and, and I'm not picking on you, Danielle, this is what I'm saying because I feel the same way, but I also question myself in, is this me starting to become that, that older generation that's saying you need to have conversations. You need to talk to people. You need to do it the way we did before. Well, I think that those aspects of it is great. The being able to, you know, explore different uh, topics and learn different things. But I think you still in today's world, no matter what career you're going into, um, no matter what path of life you're taking, you still have to have interpersonal skills. You still have to be able to like engage with someone and have that, um, eye contact and that conversation. I feel like a lot of our kids have trouble even paying attention to a teacher because they're so used to, you know, doing something on the computer, but I'm very much a paper pencil kind of person. I don't know how kids take tests on the computer. I don't know how they, that just wouldn't have been how I did things, but I do think it's a balance. I think that things are going to change and, you know, we're seeing a lot of those changes, but I also think there's certain skills you still have to have in place. What do you think the difference is there between the idea of learning something paper pencil or with a teacher and learning something online. Where do you think that balance lies? That's tough because, again, I think it's dependent on the, the child. I mean, yeah. I have kids that can't respond to a human voice as well, and then I have kids that say that the computer voices sound like a different language to them. Their brain just doesn't process it the same way. I feel like that, you know, the tools are there to be able to mark on the computer and do things like that, but I like the highlighter. I like to be able to physically manipulate things. So I think it's, again, it's the, you know, um, coming from an education where we do UDL, Universal Design for Learning, I think it's all about what is best for the child. Um, That's a hard thing to do when you're in a classroom of 25, 30 kids. Um, But I think, you know, most places are going to more of a technology um, base, and that's what you see in the job world too. But um, it is just that piece of the puzzle of can they have both sets of skills I think are still needed right now. I think a lot of that is efficiency, though. Like you said, there's all... I mean, how many kids did we have in our class? And I know you three especially had much smaller school than I did. I gra- My graduating class was almost 400 versus uh, your guys' schools. But, I, I mean, how many kids did you guys have per teacher? I mean, nowadays it's, what, 25 to 30? 35 kids per teacher? I know it's not ideal, but the most efficient way is probably the digital to reach as many kids as possible. Well, if you want to talk efficiency, and I mean, this is a a whole different topic that I don't want to get into today, but, you know, the push that I believe in privatization of education is the idea that if you shut down every brick and mortar building and you get rid of busing, you get rid of lights, heat, air conditioning, you shut down every building, it would be cheaper to hand every student in the state of Indiana a laptop and provide them internet access and pay for it than what it is for what we provide for public education. But what you lose in that is what I was trying to get at with what Danielle was saying. To me, it's not as much the interaction between the teacher and the material, because I think you honestly can learn. I I got my master's degree online. I went to Ball State's campus one time. And I think I got a heck of an education. I think I was very well prepared for what I walked into in administration. And I think it's done me very well. 
But what I will say with that is I didn't network with it. I don't have the ties that I have from my undergraduate when I was at University of Southern Indiana for the kids, the people that mean the same things to me that I did when I did my master's. So if you do that, you hand every kid in the state of Indiana laptop and internet access, what you lose is that opportunity for them to build friendships, to build social skills. They're now sitting at home in their room with an internet access. They don't build those skills that we want to see in the, in the adult world. No. And, and, I agree there. They they don't, the social skills is what they need, but also you have to be disciplined to sit there and do that work online. hundred percent. You, you, you know, and, and I'm going back to what Danielle said. It depends on the individual child because I think some children, I mean, would, you know, would go for, would, would really excel in that. But I think some others would probably need that, um, interaction with a human being. I, that's how I, but I came well, from the need, world. And they need some of that accountability too, even though exactly. it is, even yes. though, I mean, you still are accountable, obviously, if it's online. I mean, it's a lot different if I'm standing up in front of the room and, mm-hmm. and asking you to do something or, I mean, like, or something like that. Sometimes that accountability yes. is a little bit too. Yes, I agree there. I don't know what, what will come in the future, but. Right. Well, what will come in the future, I believe is even more you know we talk about how in the age of communication we have the ability to communicate with each other faster and easier than we ever have before but with anything it also makes it also changes the social expectation you know and and i talk about this i when i taught sociology i talked about this all the time in class when the first washing machine clothing washing machine was produced it was thought that oh my gosh and there were some men who thought what will happen to our women when they don't have to and and i'm not being stupid when i say this but what will happen to our women when they have all this free time that they're not going and washing clothing by hand you know this is a downfall of american family american society if women have this free time and we're at work, what will they do? Well, what they found is this invention that was supposed to save women so much time. It was going to be, oh my gosh, they're going to have all this free time. Actually increase the workload on women. Because what also changed is the expectation of cleanliness in society. Once the washing machine was produced, they could, you know, manual or or automatically produce clean clothes you had to wear clean clothes the little bit of stench you had that you covered up with cologne wasn't okay so now clothes had to be washed more regularly i'm not following you clothes need to be washed more regularly like every other time you wear them (laughs) not every once a week can you wear like the same pair of underwear is not good all week <laughs> that's frowned upon <laughs> um only if there's brown frowns oh ah. god speaking of which on my echo show that you guys just got me i called danielle last night and said there is a new underwear that requires less washing it's is that uh yeah. i'm not sure that that would be something that we want to have in our family i don't but, i don't know because but, that sounds an awful lot like uh nemo's partnership with with dustin 
The Ustons? Yeah, the Uston, <laughs> the Ustons creation. Uh, what was it called? I don't remember this. I don't remember for sure. He'll 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 Snapchat me and tell me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll find out. Um, but but the point is, is that as technology advances and we think the idea that things are going to get easier, they don't always get easier. And that's that's my point with the internet and social media and Google today is. It hasn't got easier because 40 years ago, whatever you read in the encyclopedia was gold. You knew what you, you knew that was right. Mm-hmm. At least that's what 90% of what you met believed. What you read on Google today, it may be faster at your fingertips, but that ability to decide if that's right and that's gold has also changed. I mean, we just saw, which thank goodness for Howard Stern and, I'm a huge Howard Stern fan, but when he broke down the idea of Facebook being on Capitol Hill, and I don't know if anyone else on the podcast actually saw when Mark Zuckerberg was on Capitol Hill, but it was like the same thing we're talking about you, Mom, with the Echo Show. None of these old guys understood how the internet worked. It was like, well, I don't want my my information out there. Well, you signed up for a Facebook account and you agreed to all that. But I don't want you to share that stuff. But you selected yes. You didn't read that. So it was constantly this idea of not understanding how the Internet worked and not defending Facebook. Facebook sold our information to the Russians and allowed them to buy um, several uh, advertisements during the the fall election that allowed them to... Um, you know, entice the election in the way they wanted it to go. But the idea that, you know, we have all this information out there, we're allowing it out there, and to discern what is the correct information, what should we believe, I think is the next challenge for the next generation that's coming up. No one agrees. I agree. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I totally agree with that. Yes. <laughs> no, and and it's it's funny you say say something like that because and and not that not that this cartoon is wholly appropriate at all, but there's an excellent episode of of South Park that really brings into concept the idea that people just click accept without reading it, and I'm not going to go into the details uh, for the sake of the listeners, but the whole episode is based on if once you click accept, if you don't read it you're liable for whatever you you sign up for and and to that point the people on capitol hill say well i didn't i didn't accept that well you did so before we leave we're at an hour and 10 minutes which is wow time has flown i know that's what everybody (laughs) says when they come on with us we're such great hosts Uh, (laughs) again the reason why to wear that my son is number one uh button i got you I'll wear it every day. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, I'll get you one next year with my face on it. That would be perfect. That would be even better. I'm getting a Sharpie next year and just writing in law on it. (laughs) (laughs) But I do want to say this, Mom. I I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate everybody coming on. And, you know, Mom, you have been unbelievable to me. So I'm going to start this. And I'm going to kind of go around the table. So I'm going to go from me to Callie to Andrew to Danielle. 
we'll let Danielle, Danielle finish up. So if you're if you're thinking about what you're going to say, we're going to say this. Um, but I want to say what the most impactful thing that that Sherry Roller, who's on the podcast with us, has done for us. And you know what I want to say first off, and I'm blessed because it's my podcast and I get the first chance to go, but. But mom, what, what I can tell you is that you taught me what unconditional love means. And I mean that in the most true sense. And I'll say it right here on the air. I'll say it off the air. But, you know, until you're a parent, you really don't know what unconditional love means. And you can say you love your partner and I love Callie to death and I would do anything for her. And I'm looking right at you when I say this. I would do anything for that woman right there. But there are still conditions. There are still things that would would cause me to walk away from this relationship. And that's not that there have been those 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 issues. Or those Excellent recovery conditions. I hope not by any stretch of the imagination. But in any relationship, there are conditions. But when you become a parent, there are none. And I got that opportunity when I when I first held Alan. And I got that opportunity when him and I went to, to Scottsburg JC today to buy Mother's Day gifts for, for Callie because that kid right now can do anything in the world. And I would stand next to his side. And it totally puts in perspective. And I know that Danielle will get this opportunity at some point. But it totally puts in perspective what you had for us in the sense that no matter how bad I screwed up, no matter how bad I did something that I shouldn't have, you are going to stand there and love me unconditionally. So the number one thing that I would say right now is that you taught me unconditional love. And I, I mean that wholeheartedly. I'm glad that you came on the podcast. Um, I know that my little or my big man is getting ready to walk out right here, but I do want to tell you how much I love and appreciate you being the one that taught me unconditional love thank you and i'm okay uh, you're gonna make me cry but <laughs> i i it is it, a mother does love their children unconditionally there's no doubt i'm gonna turn it over to to callie with this opportunity with you here to to say as a mother-in-law what you have showed her or taught her um i guess i would just say obviously um knowing everything that you did for dustin and and obviously hearing all the stories and i do think it must be unconditional love because some of the stories that i heard that he did back in the day i mean it's kind of crazy but um obviously like i would say that you've always treated me like one of your own obviously uh dustin told me what that was that today or yesterday that we've been facebook official for eight years now yeah it was actually today was that 2010 today? Yeah, that we that became we, Facebook. We were dating Facebook official. Yeah, so you all know that that is official, official then. So, but, uh, so obviously I've been here around here for approximately eight years, but, um, and I would just say, especially, um, the care and stuff that you take care of Alan. Obviously, I know, um, Alex isn't too far behind. I think Alex pretty much has everything he already needs, uh, because of Alan, but outside of several bottle warmers and a pack. Of <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Donations will be accepted on bottle warmers. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're looking for sponsors. Um, but I mean, I do appreciate everything that you do to take care of him. Uh, it's so much nicer that Alan is able to go to Mamaw's house all day. And he is really, really sad for when he says he has to go to kindergarten 
uh, because he won't get to go to Mammal's house every day. And I see that is a concern for him. It is, because he told me today, <laughs> I do not want to go to ki- kindergarten. I'm, I'm talk, scared of uh, kindergarten because I'll never get to spend the yeah, night with Mammal. Yeah, he said he'll never I'll, get to go to Mammal's. I'll talk him into it, and he can still spend the night. And I appreciate that, Callie, because you are one of my own. I love, I love all of you more than you will ever know oh well, we you appreciate guys, yes. it so yes andrew, all right you're andrew you're up <laughs> well since callie kind of stole 80 percent of my thunder i don't have you a make child good for her to food watch. so moving on to danielle <laughs> ditto <laughs> no in all seriousness um i mean to be quite honest sherry and i didn't always start off the best we our our relationship in the first probably year and a half was it was stressed um we didn't always see eye to eye. That was her and I for the last 28. <laughs> well, and if that is an unconditional love, I don't know what is. Um, but if I, I saw that if she could love Dustin that much, she could learn to love me that much. Um, but no, um, I know Callie mentioned it already, but to really just um, to be taken in as one of her own um, and everything that she's helped Danielle and I with uh, from our marriage, our engagement, uh, the two houses that we've been fortunate enough to own, uh, every time we need an emergency, uh, first sitter, um, she never questions. She takes our smelly cat and our, our dog, um, and, and tortoise and fins and <laughs> the fins don't leave actually though. Um, but I will go and feed them. <laughs> she has gone over to our house and we'll feed them. Uh, but you know, just, we we overcame and her capacity to forgive um and and move forward and and to love unconditionally is really what i've seen and and i'm blessed enough to to have two two wonderful mothers in my life and and she's much more than just a mother-in-law to me um i mean i she is she is a second mother to me so you know i i've just been very blessed to have been pulled into this family and and she's helped me through a lot of stuff. So it's been, that's been my blessing with Sherry. Thank you, Andrew. I love you. Well, since I'm last, I first want to say, uh, Callie, happy Mother's Day to you as well. Um, you put up with Thank you. my brother. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. On a daily basis, and we're very thankful for that. Because, <laughs> whew, I took him off your hands. Yeah, yes, yeah. you don't have to take care of him. Um, but uh, Callie's always been the most amazing What you addition. meant to say there was... You took the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. She shares kind you of. still, though. That's yeah. Thought, yeah. Anytime. <laughs> In seriousness. She's happy to share you sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a great addition to the family. You're like a sister to me, but most importantly, you've made me an aunt. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I may not be a mom, but aunt is probably my favorite thing in the world right now with uh, Alex and Alan. So I just wanted to make sure that you Thank know. You. I wish you a happy Mother's Day as well. And I appreciate everything you do for all of us, especially taking on... Uh, Dustin. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) But in terms of my own mother, I would say uh, the things that she taught me the most were the one thing you can't ever get back is your self-worth or self-respect. So always make sure that you are, you know, putting your your best self out there and to pull yourself up by your bootstraps if you need to. I wish Um, you'd have told me that. (laughs) 
That yeah. must have been one of those <laughs> it was second that's, chance. That's, second that's TCS child. kicking in. <laughs> but, I wish she had told me you don't look the best in a Speedo. That, that was, was the issue. Well, and that's when I had the talk with her after you did wear the Speedo. She said, you can never get that back. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's out there. Yeah. And neither can, technology. neither can the people that saw it. Yes. That's out there. It's there. Yeah. But I think the thing, um, you know, I've actually... People are always surprised when I say that I talk to my mother at least twice a day. Um, I guess that's See different. her twice a week? Usually, yes. Um, but I think, you know, you've what you mean to me is that not only as a mother but a friend, you've found that balance between parenting and friend. And it's nice that as we get older, you know, we can just all be together. Um, and I feel like that, you know, I have a true friendship with you. And I think that's what means the most to me is that I know I can always come to you, no judgment, um, and you're like a best friend in that respect. But you also knew how to parent one of us when we needed parenting. I, it was not me. Um, but now Callie's taking that job over, so we're all good. Let me find the mute button here. I, I appreciate all that uh, from all four of you. It's uh, it's not hard to love all of you. It's It's very easy to love all of you because... You guys are... No, the hardest thing is the guy over there in the chair rocking our ch- yes, our, um, our second child. Yeah, 38 years and counting. Yeah, he's... Which, uh, darn. Darn. That's <laughs> impressive. Because <laughs> if he continues to leave the board out in my grass to park his Harley on... <laughs> Him and I are going to have issues. Yeah, well, you know, we have issues at our house, too, with but that Harley. <laughs> I want to say this. Mom, I appreciate you coming on. Andrew, Danielle, I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. Yeah. I know we're going to get ready to go uh, grill up some shish kebabs. My which, favorite. Yeah. Which is also Callie's yes, favorite. Yes. Callie and, and buffalo favorite. chicken dip. The mom's favorite. And, and the buffalo favorite. chicken dip. Um, but, Mom, I want to tell you all that we love you. We truly appreciate everything you do for us. Uh, happy Mother's Day. Um, we would not be the, the, the people that we are without you. And I can't say enough about what you do for us, the sacrifices you give us and the support and unconditional love. As I said earlier, that you, you offer up to us. So I, I truly appreciate everything you do for me. Um, even in this crazy thing of the podcast world, I appreciate the, uh, the support and unconditional love you give. It was a little easier than I thought. So, but it's thank fun. you. Thank you for all the wonderful words. And yeah, it was. It was. This is my first time, and I'm. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yes, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. Well, I'm going to throw you out some love, and I'm going to play you this song um, here on YouTube. Which there'll probably be an ad, so I'll probably have to skip it here in just a second. Let's see if it comes up. There's going to be an ad. Of course. Has nothing to do about this term paper or how here we stressed she is. <laughs> it's been a long day. We've had a long day, wouldn't you say? Mama, are you okay? Look what I made you. I colored it blue just like. Like it's on me too And I've been chasing Some dragons you've been pushing 
Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you more than anything in the world. And um, I cannot wish you more than a happy Mother's Day. And you are the best, not only mom, but mamma to Alan and Alex that they could ever have. So I love you more than anything. And happy Mother's Day. Thank you. And happy Mother's Day to Callie because she's the best mom to Alan and Alex also. 